Kamarv here with a very special edition of the podcast. And as you can see, I am joined by my good friend from the West, Florida man, Mike Smith. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me down here. He, he, he offered his, his house as a shelter for me uh, as I evacuated. So, of course, we have to do a show. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, thank you all for people that hopped on. I see Tom Bull is on, Roberto. Uh, hello, hello. Thank you all for joining. Yes, this is a special edition of the podcast. Normally, I would broadcast Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., but we are here early because of the hurricane. I still will be doing a show tomorrow because we are on the safe side of Florida, I guess is <laughs> the best way to call it. And uh, you are enjoying the, uh, the benefits hereof. Now, just to give you an idea, the safe side... We almost got drenched. There's large claps of, of thunder. The, the rain is coming down. It's picking up the wind, and we're on the side that's not getting hit. <laughs> yep, we've already had two days of rain here uh, ahead of the storm, and trying to explain that to people is a little troublesome because they see the storm and they think, oh, it's doesn't really look like much, but this is going to develop into a monster storm, and it is big, folks. And uh, we'll talk about that tonight in terms of what hurricanes are, how they move, and how to track them, because that's, uh, <laughs> that was a source of exasperation for you, Mike, in trying to prepare for this, your first major storm it in is, the state of Florida. It is. And even, you know, you think you're prepared, but... You're never prepared. And the stress of knowing you're evacuating and you got to make a decision. I have a 2019 Hyundai Tucson. So it's a little SUV. So you, you, okay, we need clothes. We need some essentials. You know, we got to get all the medications. But what do I really take? And that was stressing me out because. There's a chance I could go back to nothing this yeah. week. So, so before that was we, hard. Before we get too far yes. ahead, yes. let's talk about back to the beginning. Because <laughs> uh, first, let me say this is being simulcast both on YouTube and the Facebook. And it is being simulcast to both my IT business podcast group and to the Uncle Marv podcast page. So we might have a few... Uh, college friends, high school friends pop in from here and there, but uh, we also posted a link on Mike's page. And for those that do not know, Mike Smith is a fellow tech business owner and podcaster. So that is how we know each other. And uh, you recently purchased a home on the west side of the state. Yes, the the safe side. The, the, safe side, side. <laughs> the side near Tampa that hasn't got hit by a major storm for a hundred years. So love the timing. Thank you very much. The, uh, the weather gods, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it is scary. And I, it took, how long does it take to drive normally? So from, from where I'm at, so you're to here. just uh, just north and west of the Tampa area, and right. it basically is a four hour drive for me uh, from here to Tampa. Now I left at nine thirty in the morning and didn't roll up here until four thirty, so that four hour ride was seven and a half hours. Now let's let's have a half hour for wolfing down something to eat, getting a gas refill, and then back on. The traffic was so bad for the exodus out of the Tampa area. I sat the morning, literally, there was one stretch. I, I, I called Marv in a panic. And I was like, get me out of here. It's, I, I, it's an hour and a half and I've went 12 miles. I said, you know, this is, this is horrible. And uh, we figured out something that I was able to take another route and, yeah. uh, and then just, Put my put put my trust in Apple Maps, you know. Yep, and of course, you know, trying to get the timing just right because 
you were in an area that was ordered to evacuate yesterday. Yes. Not yeah. only yesterday, but today. It was very surreal. So I'm taking a video of the outside of the property because not only do you take pictures, I was reading you got to have a video and pictures. So I'm outside doing a video and there's a fire engine coming down my street and pulled up and behind them a paramedic van saying, are you leaving? And I'm like, yes. And they were like, okay. You know, they were making sure that we were evacuated. Yes. And since I'm in an over 55 community, I get the paramedic van. They may have to transport people out. Uh, but yeah, that was very surreal. And if there was ever a thought of writing this out, that was crushed today, this morning. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you have to, you know, that's a message that you got to pay attention to. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it is uh, something that has taken me years to master in terms of knowing when to go and when to stay and telling you when to leave to drive over. Right. Now, imagine if you had tried to leave yesterday with the mass exodus. Oh, that would have been hard, even worse. There's really only a few ways out, and the path of the storm kind of dictated if you were going to go, you were going to come east and south. And yep. trying to do that yesterday, you would have you wouldn't have made it until after dark. Right. And it, it was, they were showing on the weather channel, I-4, which is the one route out of the area. And it was, what, 11 o'clock at night? And it was bumper to bumper, bumper, to bumper yep. barely moving. And we we kind of picked it right. You, you said like 10 a.m. And yep. I, I, I kind of made it out at 9.30. And by the way, I had... Almost a full tank, but I wanted to top it off. So the first gas station, the biggest gas station in our area, it's a Thornton's. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to pull up. I'll top off the tank, get a Frappuccino, you know, to drink on the way. No, it closed because they were out of gas. Yep. Happen, and happens like, a lot. Happens wow. all the time. Wow. I got my gas on Saturday night, actually. Okay. I'm glad I filled up. Remember, I just got down here. Yeah. I, I, I got down here uh, the just, 16th, you know, uh, not this past Friday, the Friday before. And I'm glad I filled up and didn't really go anywhere. So, yeah. so. so I'm going to address a couple of quick questions in the chat. Because yes. first of all, let me say hello to Cristobal, who is, Chris, I don't know why oh, you're yeah. working right now wow. at this time of night uh, near the Fort Lauderdale airport. But oh. uh I'm going to assume the big airport because I live by the other airport. And if you were that close, I'd say hop on over. Uh, but Cristobal from Palm Beach is down here in Broward. Uh, Jason Percival, hello, hello. Uh, let me go back up. So Ooh. Tom Bull saying hello to, and, to Mike. And Robert is, uh, he's Photo Ray. Photo Ray, okay. In the, in the Mike Tech Show chat. Right. And he's moderator and the graphics expert. All right. <laughs> Uh, Wendy Lynn Morrison, a uh, friend of the Uncle Marv podcast. Uh, how's your mom doing? Oh, uh, Taz. There we go. Wendy, hey. she is doing fine. She uh, actually had the in and out surgery last week to have her something removed. So she's not having to go through a lot of stuff. She's home, and I'll be checking in with her uh, over the period of the next couple of days. She technically was out of the cone, but she could be in the cone tomorrow. That's mm. how things move down here. Um, Taz is there. Mr. Kanosevich. Hello, hello. Hey, Joe. And, yeah, you just got down here as we were leaving, as yeah. I was leaving, to hey. head up to Chicago for right. TechCon Unplugged. Yep. And, 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 by the way, one of the reasons I'm, I'm down here, and it's only halfway done, it was supposed to be finished yesterday, and it couldn't be because of the storm. Uh, I've been talking about on my podcast the – split mini extra air conditioner for my <laughs> office so all the wiring's done they ran it under the house on friday and saturday everything got done they were going to hook up the air conditioner boom the air conditioner is sitting in a box in my living room and 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 we're hoping it'll still be there and that's uh yeah that, uh, yeah everything got canceled my 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 life got Shook up. I mean, I, 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 that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, you had, you know, we had the call. When did we first talk? Sunday? Yes. Sunday. Uh, just I did my round of calls. So usually ahead of a storm, I have to go into Brian Norcross mode and start watching and then checking in with my clients, my friends. Uh, when I knew it was hit, hitting somewhere in the Tampa area, uh, I've got subcontract techs over there that we check in with. Uh, I've got three client offices that are literally in the path when we're talking uh, St. Pete, Tampa, and Lakeland. So had to check in with them. Uh, there's also a client in Orlando uh, because the storm looks like it's going to be going right up the I-4 corridor up to there. Yep. I've got a friend that is uh, just outside of DeLand uh, that I've got to check in on. And Where's DeLand? I don't know that. DeLand is northeast of Orlando. Okay. Okay. So actually, so if you go to Orlando, Maitland is where my one client is. Okay. And you just keep heading north. Yep. Uh, I think it's Highway 44 or one of those up there. Um, that's where that area is. So I've got a server up there that uh, it's funny. So an attorney who worked for one of my clients in the past, when she left that firm, she still wanted us to maintain their stuff. She's a single attorney and has a full server wow. and a desktop in her house. <laughs> and I <laughs> said, great. you don't need a server. And she's like, right. well, I like the stability of a <laughs> server. I'm like, all right. Uh, your money. So. Right. No, you got to respect that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so ahead of the storm, so I started doing the calls and, and came across you. And now we're, we're going to talk about a couple of things tonight. Yep. I'm going to talk about the prospect of pre-planning for a business, which mm-hmm. I've done this almost every year. I don't do it every single year. Uh, but you you get to experiencing uh, the idea of preparing from a personal level, for the very first time, yes, very different mindsets. It it, it is it is because I got to tell you what I rushed ordered from Amazon, what was delivered and what wasn't delivered because I got a notification yesterday that it's delayed. Because from from speaking with Marv, you got to plan for if you're staying in place, you have to plan for no power. Yep. Now, just so happened that I had already bought a case of water. I already had that. I had, I have a map. By the way, remember, if you have no power, the electric can opener doesn't work. So you better have a manual one. Yep. Okay. I, I knew that. So I already had that in the house. And I started looking at my can inventory and I seen, oh, okay, tuna fish things. I, hey, I got a grass grill that's the tanks filled with propane, so that's going to help me. You know, it's got a burner on the side, so you got to start thinking, how can I live? But one thing I ordered, and it didn't get delivered: battery operated fans. And they said there was like a dual that you can purchase from Amazon, and it would be delivered the next day. And I was like, wow, delivered on Monday. That sounds like a great idea. And? And it got delayed. It's going to get delivered this week. I want to see if it does get delivered. There's I, no way. I don't, think, no, I don't think it makes Wait, it until I would like Monday. to see a really nice picture of the delivery on my step where the house is there. You know, So that's not going to happen. You're not getting that until Monday. No. Um, so I started doing that, but then I really needed serious things. I do not have a, a first aid kit, so I bought that. A solar, but uh, a chargeable radio to do the emergency channels, weather channel, and it had a crank. Yep. So I was like, yeah, yeah, 25 bucks, great investment, you know? And I got that. And then what else? I got flashlights that could be charged, you know, up. And I like how one blinked SOS. (laughs) Like as a, as uh, I got another brick. That was like a battery backup, like not real heavy. Like this? Yes. Actually, very close to that. And it's in my car that I drove down. So you can't see it, folks, on air or listen to it on the podcast. But, but I, I he's have got a, a brick. Yeah, yeah. it's a NextPow uh, portable backup battery. And this will last me for powering up things like iPads, phones. I actually uh, it, have... It, I would run a fan from it because it's got a real outlet. It's got two yep. outlets yep. here. It's got a battery outlet as well. Uh, so we can charge stuff up. So originally I bought this for the house, but <laughs> I, I use it here in podcast studio well, B. Well, I, I was planning on staying. 
and then it just kept getting upgraded and worse and worse and worse and the it was it was just horrible and then it looked like wow I really got to evacuate you yeah. know and you're, so you're in a zone I, where you know yep. are you in A or B I'm in A okay so that I'm you know so in Florida folks there are evacuation zones and of course by the coast uh, is going to be an A zone. B zones are going to be just close to the coast as well. We have intracoastal waterways here. So anywhere there's a threat of water, flooding, rising, we have king tides that are happening on this yeah. side down Explain by Explain that because that was a new term I just learned tonight. So king tides are basically, you know, you have high tides and they have finally learned over the years that tides are driven by the cycles of the moon. And so there are some gravitational things that will force the tides to be higher than normal. And then you combine that with a surge that is coming from an event like a hurricane. So all of those movies where you see, you know, the 20 foot and the 30 foot waves, you know, from like a tsunami or, or an earthquake that happened way out in the ocean, well, those happen, they're not natural but when you combine all of those things together, king tides, and they're just higher than normal tides, they come over the seawalls. And, you know, when we had, I think it was Hurricane Fran years ago, uh, we have A1A Avenue that's just off the beach, about 100 yards, and that was just flooded and full of sand after the storm was done um, because the waves came up so much. One of the scariest graphics that I have never seen this on the Weather Channel before, that what they do is they stand on this, like, little platform, and then behind them they show the, like, a a street sign, a car, a street, and then they virtualize what a 10-foot surge would be, and it's over his head. And And I'm like, wait a second. You know, it they they dramatize it so well that it 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 was very effective for me. It, it puts into they, perspective what happens because you know going back to and and I'm going to refer to Hurricane Andrew, which was it wasn't the first hurricane that I was involved in. I actually was involved in a big hurricane uh, in 1979, Hurricane David. That came up the central. I don't even know that. (laughs) It came up central Florida near uh, where I grew up, satellite. 79, I didn't even know what a hurricane was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had to evacuate from the beach and we went over to Orlando. Um, But Hurricane Andrew, I think, really put in perspective what happens when you just don't pay attention. And And, yep, my mom was one of them. And I was was telling um, Marv and, and his wife, my mother, who lived in Hollywood, Florida during Hurricane Andrew, really got hit hard. She should not have stayed. And it was flooded and the whole, you know, it it was bad. Yeah. So I I remember, I, I do remember that. What year was that? It was in the 90s. Uh, Andrew was 92. Okay, yeah, okay. August yeah. 1992. Yep. So it was uh, very interesting. And I, I rode that one out. Yeah. So not in my house because I actually was on the uh, – the west side of the intracoastal, so I had to evacuate. So I was with a friend uh, inland in Fort Lauderdale, and we were actually north of the storm, but it howled like it was right outside. We probably had a hundred mile an hour winds up here when down in Miami in the Gables area, Cutler Ridge, all of that, they had the hundred and sixty plus mile an hour winds, and it was something. Wow. So. Let's do this real quick. Um, I've got this up because for people that aren't understanding the perspective here, so I've got up, and of course, you know, my Brian Norcross coming out here. This is the storm as it is now, uh, finally coming off the coast of Cuba this morning, and you can see it is a big, big storm. So this is the typical uh, perspective that I like to use from from a site windy.com and here we are in Florida and as you can see this storm is when if you put it over the state of Florida it is big and uh, there's actually a nice little thing here where we can put in the tracking of the hurricane 
go back and do that again, like here. So this is the projected path of Ian. So here it is right now. So this was the seven o'clock location down here. And then it's going to go literally up in between Cape oh. Coral and Sarasota. And I do have to report our good friend, John Dubinsky over in Fort Myers. Is he riding it out? He's riding it out, but oh. he's, he's like 14 or 15 miles inland. Okay. Uh, in Fort Myers, but he was out today putting up shutters for all of his family and friends in the neighborhood here. And as you can see, the middle of the track, and I probably can raise this. Let me magnify this just a little bit more. I know people, it's going to be tough to see, but there is Orlando. And if this were to go in the middle of the cone, it literally would go through Orlando. There's the land that I was talking about. Daytona Beach. It's close. Daytona Beach uh, coming out somewhere around St. Augustine. I actually know someone in Daytona Beach. Yep. So as it comes across shore. We, we, we need that to reduce. Yeah. It's, it's a four. We got to get that to a two or a one by the time it hits Coming Tampa. across as a four uh, right as it hits. I don't even like a one. And the sad part about this that I think people hopefully just now are realizing and why people started evacuating is that as this moves, and this is the this is moving here, so at, through Wednesday, it's moving inland, and it is going to sit, folks. Most storms would go across the state of Florida in 12 to 24 hours. This puppy is going to sit for probably 48-plus hours. It is just creeping across the state. Um the wind speeds dropping as low as three miles an hour. Most storms uh, average 20 plus, and you'll see it's finally starting to spin up. And this is late Thursday. So as it comes across Wednesday, it won't be actually leaving the state until early morning on Friday. And that is why uh, people in this whole corridor need to plan. It's going to be two days of just wind, rain, and nonsense. And then of course I have family up in Atlanta. So I don't know if they're going to be watching or listening to this, but folks Saturday, uh, you need to prepare for the remnants of Ian as it's going to come up here and finally die out just North of Atlanta. So that's, uh, that's going to be Ian for the next week. Mm. What's so odd is you're in a safe place. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I'm here. <laughs> of all the things, yes. We are normally this is normally it's not considered Hurricane Alley because Hurricane Alley is technically up here in the Carolinas. Right. Because most storms come north right. of the Caribbean and then come up there. Well, yep. The, and, and and they don't touch the west side. That's why yep. I like the West Side. Well, and the storms that do come up the West Side, if they come off Cuba, they're, they're going to hit Louisiana. They're usually coming up the middle of the coast, right. and and not. Well, they hit the Panhandle and crush them, and- right? So in this area, so we will get. So Andrew was a storm, and I don't know if you can see the hand, folks, here, but Andrew came across, and it was coming across so fast and so strong that it literally went through the Caribbean and through South Florida. That is atypical of a storm. Uh, most storms would curve up and go, which is why we do have a lot. So if a storm is strong, and especially if it comes through the Caribbean, it would still hit that north turn somewhere in here. So we always have a lot of storms. I think the year we had Charlie, Daniel, there were four storms right in a row. They literally were just coming up this corridor. Um, so, yeah, this is unusual uh, for the state of Florida to come in on that side. And to come in that low. So the people in Sarasota, Cape Coral are not used to storms coming in there. Well, of course there hasn't been one in a hundred years. So of course. Yeah. And, uh, Jason has, my father is in Port Orange near Daytona, hoping he fares well. So Port Orange, uh, near Daytona is on this side, which should be Port Orange is in this area near Daytona beach. It's uh, just uh, so, pretty close. But hopefully by this time, the, this, the this storm speak, will have right, dropped down to, to a one. Or a tropical storm. So we shall see. All right. So, Mike, we talked about the idea of you planning for it. So, of course, from a business perspective, 
I got, hello, Todd, how are you? Um, the overcomer. I had some businesses. I had a client this morning ask me if they could transfer files from one side of the state to the other. They are a client that has an office in West Palm Beach. Uh, well, they have several offices, but their main office is in West Palm Beach, and then they have another office that is a main office in Tampa, and they transfer files back and forth. There are files on the East Coast that only the East Coast office sees, and then there's files on the West Coast. And they don't do any sort of replication. We don't do anything. They just VPN across the network to those files. They've got about five terabytes of data that they asked me, can we move those files in case the Tampa office shuts down? I said, not today. Oh. <laughs> not today. You should have asked me that a month ago. They should. That's Actually, the this is a client I've been trying to get them to do this for years, and they always say, no, we don't think it's something we have to worry about. And, of nope. course, most of the office, they're like, well, we have a generator. And I'm like, you only have a generator at the main office. All of your satellite offices don't have one. Um, so it was fun. So, so if you did replicate, let's say, yeah. and I'm going to put it on a much smaller scale. I have a client that we sync the Synologies. Yeah. And we have a Synology in the office. And this is not a big office. And then he just wants it for like backup purposes to make sure. And we have one at his house, the owner's house. Right. And we sync that every night. And once you get the, the initial sync where we put the two together, and then it's real fast, and it gets – now you separate them, and it's just the changes. Right. So what would you recommend for the five terabytes to so, have like an, an ongoing sync? So normally in this case – now, a lot of my clients still have physical servers. Right. They're law firms. They're, they're using legacy-type software that they have to have a server. They're either running SQL databases under, under those servers or the vendor's for whatever reason, just haven't decided to update yet. So in that case, we use Windows, what they call DFS. Yes. Distributed, distributed files. file system. Yep. So again, you do the same thing. You do an initial seeding of getting the bulk of the data over, mm. and then those changes are literally instantaneous. So if somebody changes a Word document in one office, it shows up in the other office basically seconds after they hit save. The cost for them to do that's nothing. Well, it depends on bandwidth for one. Um, you got to have well, bandwidth. Now, remember, we're you know you live in areas where you get you know insane fiber, gigabit fiber, and actually, all of that stuff. I almost added the gig. I didn't do it yet. I can get two gig now. Okay, where I'm at. Yeah. So my clients, uh, this particular client, they have a hundred meg fiber in each right. location, which for most That's things actually is fine. not bad. Yeah, for yeah. most things it's fine. Um, they want to move all of their data to one location and we're going to finally get either 300 meg or 500 meg for that location. And then all of their other offices will come in. But DFS is what I do for the servers. That's interesting. Synology does have the replication that you can technically do the same thing, not just the sync, what you're talking about, but they can do either a snapshot replication or the, uh, there's a Synology app that will replicate data real time the only difference is with uh, Windows DFS, you can create shares that are the same no matter where they are. It's based on the UNC name. So you put, you know, the firm domain slash file share. Right. And it's the same in both locations. Well, with Synology, you can't do that. Right. And you can't have the Synology named the same <laughs> in, in each location. Right. So you would have to have different file share names that each office would use, um, but it would work. That's know. great. Yeah. Now, I'm lucky that the the one, I guess, my, my big Florida client is actually in this area, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah. So that, then I have a, a small client in Boca, which he doesn't. He'll just turn his computer off. doesn't matter. And then another small client in Tampa that, you know, I, didn't, I talked to him because we were supposed to go to the hockey game Thursday night, and that got canceled, and he let me know. And I told him I'm evacuating. I don't think he is. He's deeper in the center of Tampa, but I don't know. He's, uh, he'll probably, like, ride it out, you know. 
I mean, if, if, if he's used to being here and he's got the right yes. type of building. Right. Um, and he is. He's, you know, Floridian forever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Kim asked me all the time, you know, when a storm comes up, are we leaving? <laughs> and I asked, what category is it? Now, have you ever left from here? I've not left from here. Okay. Uh, actually, I've ridden out, I don't know, maybe five or six storms. Now, we've not had a true direct hit. So there is probably a situation where... If we are going to get a direct hit with a five, I'll go. Everybody should run Everybody, a five. Yeah, a five, you should go. Now, can you survive a five? Yes. But but why risk it? Right. Well, you're not going to have power and probably for a very long time. No. And I have gone for extended periods of time without power. So most of the time it's a couple of days. But I've been without power for 12 days. No. I can't. Hurricane I can't. Wilma. I can't survive that. While, every, while everybody was, you know, having their attention focused on Louisiana, which they should, Florida was also hit by Wilma, you know, a week before, and I was out of power for 12 days. That was but like I, but Hurricane I couldn't Sandy. Everybody, can, like Jersey, Jersey, yep. of outside Philadelphia, we, you know, we took a good hit. So, yep. yeah. So, hello to Mr. Matt Rainey. Oh, hey, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Matt, we missed you at TechCon, but I was telling Mike earlier that we got to enjoy the sounds of Matt Rainey as we uh, got him on a phone call and tied him into the sound system and uh, enjoyed fire cake donuts on behalf of Mr. Rainey. <laughs> That's great. Hopefully, Matt, you'll come to New Jersey. I heard it's uh, a little birdie told me it's going to be in New Jersey, which is right in my back door, so I... It, uh, bad things should happen to me if I don't go. I mean, I have to go. So uh, I absolutely will be there. You know, barring no critical life-threatening emergency or something with the family or, you know, I will, uh, I will be there. Yep. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Mike. So I talked about my client that I spoke with, and I have a whole checklist of stuff that I mm-hmm. do with all my clients. I you do. being down here for the first time, I have how, one. How now. was it talking to clients ahead of the storm? It was ahead uh, interesting because a couple one client I had a hand off to my son because I'm getting ready to evacuate and he's like, "Oh no." So some of my clients know I'm here. A lot of them don't because I helped them and they won't even know. Like tomorrow, I'll bring my laptop and I'm going to get set up over in, in an area here in the office. I got my cell phone. I'll have my charger. They won't even know that I'm doing this, you know, and I, I'll be able to remote in and help, you know, with everything. Oh, hey, speaking of, speaking of, you know, um, uh, so hola, Michael Jr. Mike, hello. Mike Jr. in the chat. And I was just saying, um, a couple people know I'm here. And some people don't know, and that's okay, you know, and I'm not hiding it. It's just if it comes up. But this particular one I had to hand off because I was stressing out. And let me tell you, the stress level of your first hurricane with a new property that you have the potential of losing, I got to add something. Okay. From a personal selection choice. And I... I con married. What do you bring with you? Now, there's a book for cleaning and organizing by this Japanese lady, and the process is to con mari. I'm going to oversimplify it. You look at an item and and say to yourself, "Does that bring me joy?" And if it doesn't bring you joy, you throw it out. You discard it. You do something with it. I was going to disconnect my the Beast 2, which is the big computer. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a new big smart monitor that I haven't even had a chance to review it yet for everybody. And I was going to pack that up and put it in the car. And this morning I looked at that and I'm like, it does not bring me joy. <laughs> and not enough to, to, to put myself through disconnecting it and everything. And then... So let's say the house is completely destroyed. What am I going to do? Bring it back to Pennsylvania? I don't want to lug that thing back. So 
I needed to go lean and mean with what is important to me. There were a couple memorabilia items. Everybody knows I'm a, that listens to my show. I'm a big Phillies fan. It's part of the reason I'm on the, the, the West Coast because of Philly spring training. So there were a couple signed baseballs and a bobblehead that, hey, it means a lot to me, and I brought them. And there's some other items. So you, you bring, of course, any financial, anything that's big, documents. I also add to the list, I purchased, and I'll have to show Marv, uh, I should have brought it with me. It's a, they call it a bag, but it's fireproof and waterproof. And it's like a combo of two. I got my insurance documents and everything I could think of, like the pink slip for my car, the registration, all those things, and put them in that. And by the way, that should be for any business, any personal. You must protect your documents. And I, that's something that, you know, I failed to, I, I, now that I'm thinking about everything, uh, there, there are good lists out there. And the Weather Channel even does a good list. Yeah, they've gotten much better at it. And I'll, I will say this. You are always modifying your list. Oh, so yes. So don't think that you've yep. once you get the list, you're done. Because obviously things change. So disaster recovery plan. What are you doing? Hey, let me tell you. I use SyncBack, and I made sure that I have a copy of my Acronis backup. Like, that's on another external drive. I mean, I have another copy. And then, of course, Magnus Box. My whole thing's in the cloud anyway. Yeah. I have redundant backups, and I have the physical drive with me of everything I have there. So um, I'm not going to lose data. And I looked at that, and I was like, is it worth the stress and all the – and I'm like, no, it's not. So that's well, how I evaluate it. And the fact that you had backups. Yes. That, that now, if you don't have a backup, you better take your computer. Yeah. You know, but for all my clients that are my MSP client, or I call them retainer clients, they have been through my process with disaster recovery or just regular, you know, this is just the backups, you know, and to make sure that we, I want a local backup, I want a cloud backup. And I make sure that that happens. And I got it, uh, as I, I say, eat my own dog food. I must do the same thing using the same products, yep. you know, and make sure that I do that. And I have that at both locations, Pennsylvania and Florida. Now, someone mentioned, not here in the chat, but earlier, and I didn't get a chance to address it. Why didn't I just go back to Pennsylvania? I could have. Somebody asked me that too, and they said, why is Mike coming to you? Why doesn't he just go home? No, because I got to come back here anyway. I need, when you own the property, I can't just like let it be and nothing. I, I have to be here. What if, what if I need a, an adjuster? What if there's just repairs? What if there's just, so not, I did not feel I should just leave it and go, I just want it to be safe and yet still be able to get back to the property and check it out and make sure, is there water damage? Do I got to, you know, I got to line up and be in a list for, you know, yep. on a waiting list to but get, a lot to get of that, things though, done. A lot of that, though, is dependent upon the storm. That's so correct. if the storm had come in at a different angle, I would have maybe not told you to come down here because there are times where the entire state is in jeopardy. So it just so happened that the way this storm came in and when you and I were talking and I'm sitting here in my head thinking, I got to ask him to come down if he needs a place to stay. <laughs> Cause you, you know, I love the pop-ins, um, yeah. but it's just, it's, this is, on, this is a long pop-in though. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is more than a normal pop-in. Cause I told yeah. Mike, you know, you might need to plan to be here until Saturday. Yep. I'm hoping for a, a physical on-site assessment sometime Friday. I'm hoping that I have a handyman that's very good, and hopefully he's safe, yep. and uh, that he's going to come by, check out the house, go in, and make sure, you know, what's going on. And I'm hoping that there's a house there, you know. Yep. And if if he can, he can give me an assessment, you know. Uh, so. I, 
I'm hoping that the worst thing is going to be power. That's what I'm, um, you yeah. know. But you can't. You just can't predict this. You, no, nope, you, you can't. can't. You, 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 whatever deity you you worship, if you do, you you pray and you know, hope. You know. Yep. Now going back to backup and disaster. So yes. I'll, I will share this story. When you came in today, I was just finishing up a brand new network for a client who had, don't hate me, chat room, um, a small business server, 2008. Well. And I had been telling them for years, and yes. basically I By the stuck, way, we have a client with that. Okay. Go ahead. So um, they, they never wanted to go on contract with me. Right. And in 2017, I finally told them, I cannot, I cannot support you. That's right. If anything happens, you're you know, going to be SOL. And part of the reason that they did not want to upgrade is they were on a special database sales program that was going to cost them about 40 grand to upgrade. And it's, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a small operation. I, I, I assume they do pretty well, but they have six computers along with the server. And, you know, it was going to cost them, from my perspective, probably about 20 grand to do their network because they didn't have a firewall. They needed all new net. They were running 10, 100 switches. Oh, so had to upgrade that had to upgrade all the computers. So they had the server die 12. It was actually today. It's 14 days ago and just crashed and wouldn't boot up. So they called me out and I said, um, I'm going to tell you before I even show up, you're probably getting a new server. And sure enough, they had a failed, they had one failed drive, although it was a raid, and they had corrupt files. So luckily, the drives were still readable. Oh, okay. Because so. I, and I was happy about that because their backup hadn't worked in two years. Oh, they had a, and yeah, nobody's monitoring it. Nobody was monitoring it. And so luckily, I was able to grab their stuff, but they had to get a new server. Actually, I got them a Synology NAS, and I was telling Mike earlier, so this is a scenario where I put in a NAS, and I'm running their new server in a virtual machine on the Synology, and we're using Synology directory server to push out information. That's pretty cool, but it's a big NAS. It's not your typical NAS that we have for very small clients. Yeah, it's a DS1621XS+. Which I've maxed out the RAM in it. it. It maxes out at 32 gigs of RAM. I also put in the M2 drives, right? Uh, 800 gigs. So that is assisting with memory and cache. And then we have four terabyte solid state drives in there. Actually, it's 1.92 terabytes times four, and that's what I'm running their system on. So, uh, so I've got about 500 uh, gigs set aside for their virtual machine. And then I've got a, probably a terabyte set aside for file sharing. And then the rest is set up for snapshots, backups. And they haven't quite yet said that they wanted to do the cloud backup, but I told them once I'm done here, if they want me to support them, they're going on management and they, they will be doing a cloud backup. Yes. Now, every client that... Or, or no, a pot- every potential client that we encounter, we ask, do you have a backup? Has it been tested? Oh, yes. And half of them don't have backups or they thought they had backups and they, and they don't. Every business owner thinks they have a backup, even though there's, you know, they, they did not invest in having it tested or, monitored they don't Facebook. want to pay the money and that's uh, we'll all we'll be back and with they another have another episode real soon you know, we'll see you then matt rainey had, used to have a saying that when you Holla. test the backup and they need a file <laughs> yep. which uh in this day and age for certain clients that's not acceptable you've got to be able to prove that those files are accessible at any given time and you can't wait like this client did and you know they're two years they did not have a backup running and uh, had the drive in the server completely failed, 
they would have had they would have lost two years of data. <laughs> so luckily, they only lost twelve days by the time I got them back up and running. But so you're like this. So my last corporate client, which was a three billion dollar company, okay. Let's now the final three years. I was there twelve years. In year nine, we said. What if there's a disaster? And do you know senior management actually said, you know, you know what? Or we had like a little minor disaster. Well, what's the odds of it happening again? I mean, that's the mindset of some people. Yep. You know, hey, we got through this. Well, you got through it because we got lucky. You know, <laughs> we yep. got. You know, we're. Uh, you know, I I did what I could with the budget. You know, and that's a. Uh, they're, everybody's short-sighted. So I'm shocked that they they came around and you saved their data, didn't you? No, it, it, I'm telling you, it was just by pure luck, everything was still but there. But you got it. I got it. Yeah. See, so they got lucky. Yeah. They I mean, it's, it still cost them. I mean, my bill to them, uh, 18000 Right. The good part is, is their software company did not make them upgrade to that new version. So they had to pay... Oh. I don't know, I think it was like four grand to do a database oh, repair. They they and, were very lucky. Yeah. So they, that that's great. And then I'm sure they're on an MSP contract with you. They're now? going to be, yeah. Or draft. Okay. I just uh like I said, I just finished today. Okay. Uh with their repairs. We uh now sit down and talk about because I've got two different options for them. Uh there's gonna be the minimum option, which is meaning, you know, we're gonna put agents on, we're gonna do the updates, we're gonna uh, manage their network from afar. They'll have backup and then they'll pay us on demand when they need anything else. Right. Or they can go on full management. Right. But we'll see which one they choose. They're going to have to pick one. And I'm more your first one where with my quote retainer MSP clients, we monitor everything, do the backup, you know, but if there's an emergency or they got to call us, that's billed separately. That's on top of everything. You know, this is just for proactive monitoring and protection. You know, we yeah. provide the antivirus, we provide the backup, we provide uh, proactive notification if we get an alert on anything. So, but do you build in time for your monitoring of all that? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And that's the so I have some clients that I build in the monitoring of the backup. So it's not just the backup, it's the monitoring of the backups. Right. And I do add that in. Not every client, but anybody I would say that's two years two years ago going forward, yes. You know, anybody new that's right out of the back you know, if you only select the backup, well, it's not just that. It's X amount of hours per month, you know. Yeah. Based on whatever the hourly rate is. All right. So just wanted to hop on here, folks, and do a little pop-up podcast since Mike was here and thought, yep, let's get on and talk a little bit little bit about hurricanes since Hurricane Ian is bearing down on us. And <laughs> before you start crying when the, <laughs> the winds are over your house. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, I couldn't watch. It was funny. Today, I could not turn on the Weather Channel. I didn't listen to news at all, really. And Let me give you a tip going forward. The one thing to do is once the hurricane gets into the range of where they're going to start doing the updates, only pay attention at the updates. So right. 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, right. you know, only pay attention then because that's when you're going to get all the information. Everything else in between – is BS to scare us. Yeah. It, well, yeah. it's not that it's BS. <laughs> no, it's, I know. It's, you know, but, but all they're going to, they're just going to repeat the same information over and over again. Those graphs that you saw with the rising tides, you're going to see those every hour on the hour. Right. Um, you're going to hear stories about people that, oh, yeah, I rode the last one out. I'll never do it again. I mean, you're going to hear all the stories. You're going to hear, you know, all of the, the checklist. You know, they're going to give you those. Not that that's bad because, Somebody may just tune in for the first time, but you've got to get your head away from the news channel and, and 
just stay sane. Yeah. No, it was. So that's why, that's why I got you that app. Yes. <laughs> no, it's you. a very, by the way, it's a, it's, it's a hurricane. It's called the hurricane. It is a great app. I like that. And, and also, um, hold on. Uh, the hold on, uh, Max Radar. Yep, Max. Um, Max, uh, you used to be the director of the mm-hmm. Hurricane Center. Yep. And uh, he and Brian Norcross came up with a lot of the things that they're doing today when it comes to hurricane tracking and preparedness. Yep. No, it's, that's that's great. But you're you're right. I overdosed yes yesterday on the Weather Channel and. All it did was just ruin me mentally. It really did. Yeah. It, it drained on me. It was it was pretty bad. Yeah. So so treat hurricanes the way you treat politics, and uh, <laughs> you just got to tune it out sometimes. Politics and religion. Just uh, just get the basics and get out. Yep. So, all right, folks, uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I want to say thank you uh, to everybody that watched live. And for those of you that caught the video after the fact, thank you for watching. Uh, This will be an audio podcast for me. Uh, I'll make it available to you, Mike, if you want, that you can put this on. And ladies and gentlemen, my friend Mike Smith, I'm going to put up his uh, website here, MikeTechShow.com. And he does a very good, very long running podcast you're probably yeah. one of the longest running tech podcasts out there yep i um, am one of the there's 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 like one that's longer but uh yes uh you're 17 so that's that's that, good that, that's a, that's that's a lot yep. let's hope there's many more and let's hope there's many more from florida <laughs> <laughs> all right and, and i want to thank you for everything and uh, 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 thank Marvin, his wife, for for uh, having me here. And uh, you just like her cooking. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> and dinner was great. Really needed that tonight. So no, no, thank you. And uh, glad we were able to do this. All right. Well, that's going to do it, folks. Uh, as I mentioned, I will be back tomorrow night for the IT Business Podcast. We are having part two of the new CEO at Synchro, Emily glass and she is going to be on for a very open and honest ask me anything and we are going to have a special guest that will be joining her whose name is actually associated uh the same as hurricane ian oh okay (laughs) so uh, hey i might be behind the partition here asking some of those questions for secret. <laughs> so that's going to be the show tomorrow, Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, you can always come to itbusinesspodcast.com and catch episodes, sign up there, hit the follow sign and uh, be notified when the shows are live or when a new audio drops. And that's going to do it folks. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you soon. And until next time, holla. Mm-hmm.